this bulletin, spears taken by Captain Cook in 1778 to be returned to their traditional owners. Foreign Minister Penny Wong to meet with her Chinese counterpart in the sidelines of the G20. And Victoria Police has witnessed a rise in the disciplinary hearings among officers. Four spears taken by Captain Cook from Aboriginal camps in 1770 will be repatriated from the UK back to their traditional owners in Sydney. Kajigao Foundation Chairperson Ray Ingray says the Kameh spears will be displayed on country at Cornell in the hopes it will re-educate visitors about their cultural and historical significance. Mr Ingray says he hopes the spears' permanent return will also provide a spark to reconciliation efforts. Um, it wasn't a good event um, all those years ago because there was violence straight away. Um, so it is a, probably a good tool that everybody can see from those events that can kickstart the conversation around. It may not have been a good history, our shared history, but nonetheless that's our history and let's look at a way how we can move forward together. A former Aboriginal mission in Sydney that has become a crucial place for Indigenous activism and resistance will be formally recognised. The New South Wales government has declared the site at La Perouse in Sydney's south to be an Aboriginal place, which means it will be preserved and managed in a way that respects the culture and spiritual practices of its traditional owners. Aboriginal families have lived at the La Perouse site, south of Sydney, for more than 7,500 years, with the Frenchman's Bay location also recording a long and troubled history of oppression and dispossession dating back to the late 1800s when Aboriginal people were forced out of the city. Sam Kidman from Heritage New South Wales says the listing is a testament to the great resilience of Indigenous people. More than 500,000 people could be forced to pay the government's new superannuation funds, according to some media reports. Treasury officials estimate the tax increase from 15 to 30 percent on the earnings of funds above the threshold will only impact around 80,000 people. This claim will be central to debates in Parliament if the changes do affect six times the number of workers the government is currently forecasting. Opposition leader Peter Dutton told Channel 9 the policy would affect people into the future. It turns out it's not 80,000 people, it's hundreds of thousands of Australians. And even if you're 25 years of age, with the 3 million not being indexed, in today's dollars it's a cap of about $1.2 million. Mm. The government's making it up on the run. It now turns out that they want to tax unrealised capital gains. So if your shares go up in value, Mm. they want to tax you on the profit before you actually sell the shares which is unbelievable, and I just think it continues to go uh, from disaster to disaster for, for the government. Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles told Channel 9 it was a responsible policy. Uh, it only affects people if you've got $3 million in your superannuation fund. That's about 0.5% of superannuants. So 99.5% of people are unaffected. It doesn't come into play until after the next election. But at the end of the day, we've got to make the system sustainable. We inherited a budget from uh, Peter and his crew, which was a trillion dollars in debt, and there's nothing to show for it, and we need to be responsible. 
Victoria Police has witnessed a rise in disciplinary hearings among officers. 17 Victoria Police employees were dismissed in 2022 and a further 31 resigned while their cases were being heard. Key themes that emerged during about 100 hearings last year were unjustified access and use of police information, sexual harassment and predatory behaviour, vilifying behaviour towards minority groups, family violence, drink driving and drug taking. Chief Commissioner Shane Patton said while most people did the right thing, a minority of workers thought rules did not apply to them. He told Channel 9 the police force are dealing with this issue. Uh, We accept that any one person who's acting improperly or is engaged in criminal or or disciplinary misconduct, uh, that's one too many. But that's why we're dealing with the issue, and we have been dealing with the issue for a range of years. Not what we do, we continue to look at our culture, we continue to enhance that through our training, through all of our human rights training, uh, through making members aware of what they should be doing. Be in no doubt, this is, I want you to be really clear, the consequences of this is you will be dismissed if you're charged with these type of matters. A teenage girl has been pulled alive from the rubble more than 10 days after the earthquake that has now killed more than 42,000 people in Turkey and Syria. The 17-year-old has been rescued in the Maras province in Turkey's southeast. The death toll from the magnitude 7.8 earthquake in Turkey is now more than 36,000, whilst the reported toll in Syria is almost 6,000. Authorities in both countries have not said how many people are still missing. Mining workers have been assisting in rescue operations in Turkey. One such worker, Cemil Dedeoglu, explains the joy finding a survivor brings. There is no other joy than hearing the voice of a survivor. It is not something I can explain. There is no other happiness than taking that person out and handing them over to their families. I mean, I wish we could get everyone out without any injuries. Hong Kong firefighters are battling a blaze that broke out at a construction site in the city's popular shopping district. The fire erupted at the Mariners Club Redevelopment Project in the densely populated Jim Sha Tsui district about 11pm on Thursday. No casualties have been reported, but multiple floors of the structure are on fire and burning debris has been seen floating in the air. The site is surrounded by a shopping centre, several hotels and some residential and commercial buildings. Residents at a residential building close to the scene had to be relocated, police said, but authorities have not said how many people were affected. Police added that four adjacent buildings also caught on fire, but those blazes were extinguished. Foreign Minister Penny Wong has met with her Chinese counterpart on the sidelines of the G20 meeting, urging China to play a greater role in ending the conflict. Senator Wong said the removal of ongoing trade barriers also formed part of discussions with Chinese Foreign Minister Qin Gang. She said the world looked to Beijing for responsible leadership on the Ukraine conflict. I would uh, note that President Zelensky himself has said he uh, wants to believe that China uh, uh, he w- w- will do the right thing and not supply weapons to Russia. Uh, and that is not only Australia's call, but the call of all countries. There are concerns that Western nations are well behind China in key technological development, according to a new report by the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. 
It found China was leading the world in 37 out of 44 critical technology areas such as defense, space, energy and artificial intelligence. Former Australian Army Commander Major General Mick Ryan told Channel 9 the report shows Australia and other countries must refocus efforts on research and development. He says while Australia's trade relationship with China could improve, there remains differences. Well, the Chinese are certainly uh, talking like they want to play nice. The reality is their behaviour has not changed um, in any of their meetings, either in Europe or in our region. So, you know, we have to be clear-eyed about our relationship with China. It's a, a relationship where we trade with them, but in many areas, particularly in values, uh, we do disagree. Few patients are receiving targeted weight management support, according to a new report. More than two-thirds of Australian adults are classed as overweight or obese, and more than 70% of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders aged 15 or above. That figure is projected to increase in coming years. Obesity rates have doubled over the last decade at an annual cost of almost $12 billion. The findings are from a report by Health Research Alliance, Research Australia, which warns general practitioners need targeted assistance to support their patients. It found less than 1% of obese Australians who visit their GPs receive weight management support, despite research indicating many cases can be linked to genetics, family history and ethnicity. The report found there is an urgent need to upskill general practitioners and provide them with the resources needed to support uh, patients. And to sport in, Austra- in an Australian para-swimming para fast, two head coaches have been appointed to steer the nation's team to this year's World Championships. Kate Sparks and Harley Connolly have been named the head coaches for the para-world titles in Manchester from July 31 to August 6. Sparks will oversee the men's program and Connolly the women's in a move which, is, which, if successful, could be extended to next year's Paralympics in Paris. Swimming Australia's high-performance director Tamara Shepard said Connolly and Sparks were standout candidates to head the para-swim program. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome mostly cloudy 32, Perth mostly sunny 31, Adelaide much the same 27, Melbourne partly cloudy 22, Hobart also partly cloudy 20, Albury Wodonga sunny 31, Canberra cloudy 25, Wollongong showers 23, Sydney more rain 26, Newcastle a shower 2, 28, Brisbane a shower 2, clearing 29, Townsville partly cloudy 29, Cairns mostly sunny 32, Alice Springs sunny 34, Darwin showers and 31 degrees, Torres Strait Islands cloudy day ahead and a top of 28 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 